What are you doing tonight? Do me a favor. Tune in to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Now that I have your undivided fucking attention, fucking tune in. Sign up for OTW Tube. Thank you. On The Wake Up Radio, I am your host, Joel Saji. Make me free. And welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. You're listening to Make Me Free. This is your host, Joel Saji. Shout out to our producer, Sydney Ashby. Call it. Call in live. At 844-818-4433. It is $2.99 per minute. You must be 18 years or older to participate. Catch replays on YouTube, Google, Apple Products, SoundCloud, iTunes Radio, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and as well, iHeartRadio. And again, OTW Tube is up where you can catch free entertainment details and material where it is free speech friendly, no censorship, and sign up today which will go directly to our website, The Labor of Love, but we still live in a costly world. Let's be true with ourselves. And if you appreciate the free content, help us keep the message uncensored and free, where you can donate through as well, uh, PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. And you can also donate through the likelihood of Zelly, which is also at onthewakeup at gmail.com. Our cash app is the dollar sign at On The Wake Up Radio. So if you have any of those friendly devices that you normally use day in and day out, please help us keep this message on system free. And again, we want to welcome all those who have been here from the jump as from day one and those that's tuning in tonight for a very first time. Thank you for doing so. And love, light, and peace to all. Uh, tonight's topic, uh, as we do bring in uh, some of the most very, you know, some interesting topics that we tend to relate uh, day in and maybe not day out, but still in all, there are topics that are being discussed. Uh, me, myself, I want to jump on a few things, but in conjunction to that, uh, I would like to point out just a little brief history uh, in today's segment, uh, being that Black History Month. For those that celebrate and for those that celebrate all year long, lifelong life from birth, uh, just to, you know, re-familiarize uh, with ourselves with some details, uh, we want to send out, uh, I say, I say, uh, happy birthday to W.E.B. DeBose. Uh, he was born on this day, so we want to make sure we uh, send that out uh, and and speak his name. Uh, also, in light of that, we also have the political uh, politician, rather, uh, Louis Stokes, uh, who was born on this day back in 1925. Uh, Louis Stokes uh, began a three-year stint in the U.S. Army, which ended with an honorable discharge. Stokes returned home, where he attended Cleveland College and Western Reserve uh, University and earned his law degree uh, from the Cleveland uh, Marshall School of Law back in 1968. He ran for office, uh, which he began a decades-long political career and members of the U.S. House of Representatives. Also, I wanted to bring out uh, one particular guy uh, on this date uh, who was given, uh, Frank E. Peterson, Jr. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, on the history of ourselves, uh, let me get you a little more acquainted with him. Uh, Frank E. Peterson Jr. named the first black general in the Marines Corps. Now you got to believe, uh, during this in time, just like 
uh, Jackie Robinson. If you watch the Jackie Robinson movie, you know the backlash that he suffered uh, and, and endured during his time of uh, early baseball in his career. And no different from here. Frank E. Peterson was determined to serve uh, his country despite racial discrimination. Peterson attended the school of Topeka, Kansas, before attempting to join the U.S. Navy. In his first attempt, Peterson was asked to take the exam uh, entrance over again because the administrators believe he cheated. We know that story. 1952 years after this uh, desegregation of the armed forces, Peterson enlisted in the Navy. Two years later, Peterson, now a Marine, completed flight school and was commissioned as the second lieutenant. Peterson also became the Marines' first black aviator. If you're not familiar with that, shout out to his name, I, sh- I say. Uh, from there, this guy was the limit for Peterson. In 1979, he became the first black Marine general officer on this day, serving as commanding general for the Marine Corps Combat Development Command, and in 1988, retired as the first black three-star lieutenant general. Peterson died on August 25th, 2015 of lung cancer. He was 83 at that time. So I just wanted to bring this a little bit of that out just to familiar ourselves with, you know, our enriched history that we just don't really uh, probably don't take the much time on as needed to uh, familiarize, familiarize ourselves with that. So I just wanted to bring that into tonight's show. Now, also, I want to do a correction for some odd reason. I just could not say the word. Abolitionists. I, for some odd reason, I just couldn't roll that off of my tongue. Um, we were talking about David Ruggles uh, being one of the uh, vigilants, uh, starting actually back in the 1800s, uh, a group of vigilant gentlemen who would go about stopping shit as it happened as far as um, slave catchers trying to catch runaway slaves, people just trying to break themselves free of the tormented society that they were uh, held accustomed to that was definitely unfamiliarized with them and their upbringing and their lifestyle from which they were taken from. Long story short, I just wanted to basically say that word out loud <laughs> on air. But in any case, let's move along. Uh, my show pretty much involves an incident that I kind of like ran into uh, Friday night and it was kind of like a drawback, you know, into the aspect of this is kind of like a common theme amongst ourselves when people are basically trying uh, to assist us and we uh, deny the assistance or we shun the the assistance or we you know whatever it is we we won't accept it but as i'm walking in said establishment i come into noticing a uh, dispute between a couple now upon Walking in the said establishment, I can hear out loud this guy screaming, uh, give me my keys, give me my keys, give me my keys. And he's screaming this, uh, you know, loud and abruptly amongst uh, the uh, entrance of the establishment. So as I'm, you know, walking in and, you know, as we do, looking around, I'm like, what the hell, what the hell, <laughs> what the hell, why are you so loud, you know, but. As I'm looking and observing, I'm noticing that he's screaming, obviously, as I'm pointing out, but he also has this drink in hand amongst his uh, face covering, also in the same hand. And uh, the ladies, I can see him, you know, he's talking to this young lady, 
but she's at a, uh, a distance between the two. There's some type of object, and then the security's there, and then she's there. We're like, I'm not going to give him his keys because he's drunk. That's what she said. He's drunk. He doesn't need the keys. I took him. But being in this state that he is intoxicated and maybe feeling empowering that he has maybe over her at some point, I'm not sure. But at first thought, I I thought that they were friends, you know, just maybe she's, you know, friends don't let friends drive drunk. This was my first impression. Uh, but during the course, because I, I kind of like walked past them and then I came back to go outside because I had forgot something. Then I had to come back in and walk past them. But during this time, the security kind of like de-escalated it because he was to the point where he was, well, as I, again, as I'm walking in, he's kind of like pushing the not, you know, not forcefully pushing, but trying to walk past or get around, per se, the security that's there. And she's again at this distance where she's like, I'm, you know, he's drunk. I'm not going to give him the key, but he's persistent. And, and again, as I'm as I stated, I left the area to come back in. And as I'm coming back in uh, now, I can see him kind of like in his demeanor has kind of like dropped from the high state that he was in. And you can now really get a look at him, you know, a little more directly. And I'm like, me giving him the benefit of the doubt, I'm thinking, you know, maybe he just wants his keys. You know, who wouldn't want their keys? But I'm not thinking he's drunk on first impression. But the person that you're with and that's involved with you in these said activities know, you know, your buddy knows, you know, I'm not sure what that saying is, but buddies. You know, take care of one another. They look out for one another. Your friend, in this case, it happened to be his wife. Later on, as I'm coming in, now I can I can understand. You know, I got the understanding that this is his wife, and I overheard again, as we normally do. You know, as I'm walking back, and oh shit, he didn't calm him down. I'm saying to my head, inside my head, oh shit, didn't calm him down. Damn, thank goodness. I can see the lady in the distance. Um, you know, maybe not too far of a distance, but again, just across the walkway uh, to the carpet area as we're coming across this tile, she's sitting down, you know, at the uh, slot machine, per se. You know, Vegas, slot machines every damn well. Slot machines in the corner, slot machines in the bathroom, just slot machines. But in any case, she's sitting at this slot machine area, and, you know, she's in the comp state, but she's like, you know, he's, He's drunk and he's, you know, he does this. And, you know, I'm looking at him like, and then I, you know, that's what kind of like brought this topic up tonight, tonight. Like, you know, in the case of him, you know, also being intoxicated, you know, it was Friday. He's trying to release his frustrations probably, uh, you know, during the week that built up and Friday is, you know, that night where he's trying to uh, release any anguish or, you know, anything inside of him you know, is a release. And that so happened to be that night and with the drinking hand. Now, I'm not sure how many drinks he may have, but I do know that in some, in this case, I was trying to like go with it. And if you are familiar with the post-traumatic slave syndrome book written by Dr. Joy DeGroote, uh, maybe you can follow me along uh, in this page. And I believe I'm I actually am on page 130. Uh, down at the bottom, it reached back in the 1970s, a new crop of, exploit, of exploitative 
performances services. Black's exploitation films like Superfly, Shaft, Trick Baby, The Mac, and so on and so forth depicted black men as violent, criminal, oversexed. Black women were depicted as docile and submissive or demurring and manipulative. In either case, women were portrayed as sex objects to be abused and controlled. Now, I kind of like brought this up because the way that the conversation was going when I first walked in, he was in a controlling verbal state where he's he's making it very clear that he wants his keys. And I, you could tell just by the way that he was going about it that normally this is how he gets his way, basically by doing some form of force or some form of loud action, or, you know, in this case, if the security guard hadn't maybe intervened, it was probably going to get into a physical manner of him maybe, again, maybe taking the keys from her, her taking a purse from her own camera, even though it's his wife, that's a domestic, that's a whole nother scene. Now you got to, they probably going to call in some other people to assist the property so to speak. But again, shout out to the security guard during that instance where he actually de-escalated him down to where he can get this dude in a calm state. But I'm not sure if it was from the conversation held with the security or was it for the fact that she bowed down and gave him the keys? You see what I'm saying? See where I'm going with this? In that controlling state. And again, the gentleman uh is older again early 50s maybe late 50s in any event but still he knows and he's he's he does this on a regular and 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 again this is in public ain't no telling what goes be on behind closed doors when there is a disagreement and in this case she was basically Again, as I stated, she was trying to protect his well-being from maybe injuring himself or causing damage to their vehicle or even for, even more so hurting somebody in the midst of all of that. So what she, again, like I stated, was trying to prevent something from happening. And we, as we seldom or basically always sometimes do, we shun the advice or we sh- we neglect the assistance that's being out or the hand that's being given out to us and we slap it away and you know I, that's a that's a that's a thing for me right there especially when you know you you may not know you're in the wrong but you're wrong and someone is pointing you out pointing to you that you're wrong in, in that aspect Maybe some other aspect, but but this one in particular that they may see, you're wrong. And it's hard to accept, I guess, when you're wrong. It's hard to accept in the conversation, uh, especially if conversation etiquette. Conversation etiquette is when you allow the person with that has the uh, the microphone or the or the floor or what have you. It's, it's said to allow them to speak fully without interruption 
so that the point may be ab absorbed to its full capacity. Then, when that person is finished, it is said that you may impose a question, if there is one, or elaborate further on what was just said to agreement. That is etiquette. But conversation, and you, you have them every day. You have them every day. Conversations don't really go like that. Maybe business conversations maybe go like that, but the everyday hell conversation with just anyone in general is not being demonstrated as such. Let me say that. And that's a real thing. That's a, that's a real thing to, you know, for your words that you're speaking to someone to really be fully understood and, and helpful for the work, for its work, you know, Conversations normally go to the to the to the wayside of of either the information was not obtained correctly, there was an interruption in in the in the speech or or the wording or what have you, or you're just fucking not paying attention. You know, it's just it's just one of the three. Let's be real with ourselves. I mean, who who am I talking to? People, some real people, right? I'm obviously this is a real show, so I got to be talking to some real people. And you have to really have to, if not, put it to the test. Put it to the test. If you think I'm wrong, just say something. Try to elaborate on something without someone interrupting you in your descript in your description. It, 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 I bet you. At least 85% of the people jump in and say something of the likeliness of they have been through that as well, or some advice they can give you along the line. It's going to be very seldom people that will hear you all the way out until you finish, until they finish, brother. So I want to jump on that uh, tonight. Uh, as well. Now, also from this book on page 132, I believe, uh, vacant esteem, one manifestation of PTSS can be seen in popular culture and contemporary television images of wealth. People who believe themselves to have little worth, little power, little self-efficacy will often do whatever they can do to don the trappings of power, even if it means acting out in a dissemining role society considers appropriate for them. Again, the displayment in the public. You, you have that all throughout social media, all throughout wherever you may go, there is some type of aggressive way or aggressive demonstrating to get your point across or some highly ex explicit word being used as a descriptive, you know, to get your point across. And this is, again, everyday, generally type of 
things that people consider normal, but there is actually some traumatic defining moment that you're going through that you're not really recognizing. And that in this case that he really wasn't recognizing. And she had to, again, give him the keys for him to de-escalate himself. But she was, he was embarrassing her in public. She did not want to be embarrassed in a place where they normally go, where they definitely probably going to come back again in the future. And for him to outburst like that in public, especially in the front where, you know, the general people sit, is, is going to be an embarrassing situation for her later on if they ch- choose to come to a more, you know, a comfortable place that they have been coming to for so long. And I can, I know pretty much that they're regulars just based upon the fact that in any case, I got, I got, I know that, but still that's, that's not, not the point. The point is just the, the, the fact of this traumatic uh, situation that she had to go through. And again, to deescalate his character or his demeanor at the time, she had to buy down basically to give him the damn keys for him to basically shut up at the time when he needed to just calm down at the most. And the time she presented it, because she already told him, you're drunk, you don't need the keys. You might fuck around and, I don't know, <laughs> drive. Ain't going to tell him. But I don't need you with the keys, not in the state that you're in. And she know you drunk. Your wife know you drunk. Who else gonna know that you drunk besides your wife, especially coming to establishment? And she probably paying for the drinks. And maybe you probably are paying for your drinks, but now she paying for drinks, you paying for drinks. You got more than what you probably can consume on a on a Friday night, even though you're feeling good, but we gotta start doing better as people. Now, within that, I wanted to say something else. Now I was listening to uh, Dr. Kaba Kamini. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him, uh, but he is the uh, most highly respected uh, individual out there in the comedic science world. Uh, he gave, uh, reposted a post that he did back from a seminar that he did, or not really a seminar, but basically a sit-in, a gathering, uh, invite for anyone to come to. I'm pretty sure normally they are free as we I've actually done one with him here out here in Las Vegas, I believe in 2016, maybe 2017. But still, he's quoted as saying, and uh, I'm just read this off. And I also seen that, you know, a few people like it, too. So I just want to see how you feel about it. But still in all, it is time for us to develop a relationship with ourselves first because you only have one enemy. Uh, he says, psychologically, we have to get off of this. The white man is the enemy. The white man is not the enemy. The enemy is that internal frequency inside of each and every one of us that continues to encourage us not to fulfill our divine destiny. That's your enemy. It said you are your own worst enemy. Everything else outside of you is an obstacle. The Euro-Asian is an obstacle, not an enemy. The enemy is what's in here, and he's basically pointing inside of you, your chest, your heart. Once you get that right, 
you can pretty much mow down anything that's standing in your way. Basically, like, move, bitch, get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. So I wanted to know how maybe you might feel about that because I did see a couple people liking that. Uh, Cindy, I'm not sure if you uh, with me, but still, no, I'm going to raise, raise the bar on you tonight and see how you feel about that little quote. Okay, so someone did send me that, um, and they basically was asking me, and I said, um, well, you know, I, I have him in a documentary, Virtues of Habit, still in post-production, dear God, can't do everything, but yeah, it's going to get done, <laughs> we're going to get it out, and here's what I do know, uh, he went by Booker T. Coleman, that's his original name, he switched it, Brother Cabo, come in, whatever. I could be fucking it up. I'm sorry. Forgive me, brother. Um, he's married to a white woman. His children are mulattoes. Because he asked me if his son could be in the film. I said, um, he has a good message. You know, I try not to get caught up in that type of stuff, right? You love who you fucking love. Mm-hmm. And uh, the person basically said... Um, I think the world knows about certain things, but refuses to acknowledge. But sometimes do you have to separate the message from the messenger and also separate the message from the mess? <sighs> mm. Right. It's like a judgment type of thing. Because I said the same thing. Like, so Tariq Nasheed, right? He has a Jewish mother-in-law. You'll never hear him talk about small hats. I don't have to say, I'm not on YouTube. So I could say, you, you won't hear him talking about Jews, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll listen to, you know, men listen to Kevin Samuels. I'm going to say allegedly, right? Because people get money hungry and shit. Allegedly, people say he's on the down low. How upset would men be to know they just took advice from a man that don't like pussy? <laughs> so um, I like Brother Coleman. I like his message. Um... It just depends on who you are. I mean, how revolutionary are you, right? And so I I don't really have a say on that because for me, it's as a producer, I take it all. I take the good, the bad, the indifferent. Um, People come on here, they do shows, and they talk about different things. I like this. I love this. I don't like this. And then the other person says something different. So for me, it's just like it is what it is. People have ideologies, but my whole thing is, if you're coming to this conscious community, and I put that in quote very loosely, it's more of like, do as I say and not as I do, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's where I get from that. But other than that, he's a good brother, met him, blah, 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 all that stuff. That drunk shit you was talking about with the wife, honestly, mm-hmm. you can't talk to no drunk person. There is no you was talking about you talking about some we listen to each other. Drunk people ain't got no ears. They might as well rip them shits off and throw them down the toilet. Can you hear when you're drinking? Or can you even hear when you're high? Do you get what I'm saying? You can't hear nothing. You're altered. Your state of being is altered. So and you're not even the same. It's like another entity has been put into you and you know it's taken over. How many times people wake up and they have blackouts and then people are like, man, you was doing this. You was doing that. You're like, word. I don't remember that. 
because you're not you. You know what they call alcohol? Alcohol is called spirits for a reason. Mm -hmm. You're another entity. You're not even you. And so it is what it is. I did date someone that liked to get stupid fucking retarded fucking drunk and then swear he could drive. And let me tell you something. I would get, I wouldn't even be drinking and he would swear he could drive. I've been in the car and I've made peace with the maker because I just knew we were going to die because he was just so belligerent an asshole. And then he was an asshole to begin with without, without alcohol. So it just made it worse. You get what I'm saying? So for me, it is what it is. When you're, when you're talking about people or two people and even in business meetings, somebody could be a straight asshole and it doesn't matter what you say. They got to clap back for you. How many times you have people in your, your family or friends, every time you say something, me too, me too, they got to get ahead of it. you be like, Hey man, yeah, yesterday, you know, I went, I went out to eat. Oh man, I went out to eat too. Well, let me fucking finish my sentence. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Some people are just like that. And that's from kindergarten all the way up to whenever. It's just that you're taught from a little child. I was going to, you know, I would say, I was going to say kid, but kid means goat. And goats do whatever the fuck they want to do, right? So from a child, you're thought to have patience and respect and don't speak when other people are speaking and don't speak unless spoken to. But the problem is a lot of times... We just don't hear. We can hear, but we're not, we're all about us. And if you're a narcissist, then fucking forget it. They're definitely not hearing nothing you fucking saying. Fuck alcohol. Fuck being an asshole. They're just a narcissist. So you're saying there's voices in your head? Well, it is because you just see yourself as greater than anything else on the fucking planet, even though you really know that you're a piece of shit, but you always have to put on this grandiose, I'm so fucking amazing type of personality. And you really don't. You really fucking don't. Like, you were reading about all the things that, you know, in the black exploitation films and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, shit, that sounds like now. Women have always been objects of desire. And we know that. We know Mm -hmm. that. You know, at the end of the day, when I put up that post and the lady's like, she's not even saying nothing, she's jumping up and down, titties bouncing all over the fucking place. Men are visual. Men are visual. You exploit it. It it doesn't have to be a black exploit. It could be any film. Everybody knows when you're watching a film, it gets when it gets to the nitty gritty, you're like, oh shit, this shit about to get good. She about to get naked. Oh shit, did she just drop to her knees? Oh, this shit about to get good. And then back to the guy. That his wife, she knows he's an asshole. And yes, she's embarrassed, but she's still with him. Because when you get tired, sick and tired and tired and sick, I'm no longer with the fucking drunk, arrogant son of a bitch. But I got mm-hmm. tired and sick. I just got, it was just, it was too much. I have children already. I don't, I don't need another one. <laughs> it was like that. And my children don't act like that. It was to the point where he was just so. There was no talking to him. He would argue with you. We went to an Italian restaurant. He's out there with the dudes in the track suits, the mafia shit. I'm sitting in the car because it's time to leave. But he's so fucking drunk, he out there calling them fucking mooly and eggplant and parmesan or whatever the fuck he was saying. I was just like, we're either going to get murdered tonight by the mob in New York City, in Queens, or 
he's going to make long-lasting friends. Actually, actually, they ended up being cool because everybody was drunk, everybody was belligerent, everybody whatever. But sometimes it doesn't work like that. Sometimes you don't make it home. Yeah. You don't make it home. So, yeah. I'm sorry, I was all over the place. Go ahead, darling. No, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay because uh, still in all, still in tune with this, um, we were talking about the voices in your head. And I and you was talking about being a narcissist alongside of that when I said that at the same time. But I wanted to bring up a point that's kind of like it's maybe out there for those aware, but again, for those that are just watching the record television, this is going to pass you by. Uh, total individual control technology. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it. Maybe you are, I'm pretty sure, at some point, but it's electromagnetic. electromagnetic. Uh, EM, that's what they're calling it, and V2K, which is voice to skull. Basically, what that does, or what I'm trying to explain, is that they have weaponized technology that is being ex- experimented with deploying against segments of the American population of the parts of the world. These attacks, or those attacked by this electric stalking, are known as TIs. Hello and welcome to the future, and a revolution in sound. A sound beam that works like a spotlight. It focuses sound only on the people who want to hear it. Could it mean an end to noise pollution? First, a new device which could transform the way in which we experience sound. Normal sound from a voice or a speaker is like the light from a bulb. Switch it on and it radiates everywhere. Just like when I shout to Philippa over there, everyone can hear me. But an astonishing new technique from America makes sound travel in a totally different way. Less like a lamp and more like a torch or a spotlight. Well, Anya Sitaram has been in Boston hearing all about it. Pretty good, eh? Well, it's not that I can't find the beat, it's I can't hear it at all. In fact, the only people who can hear the music are the dancers themselves. That's because they're standing in their own personal sound beam, sound beam pointed at them just like a beam of light. If I stand here, I can hardly hear the music, but if I go just here, it's really clear. Now, we're used to the idea that loud sound spreads uncontrollably, but for the first time, we're directing the exact location of the sound. The audio spotlight is the most revolutionary way to generate sound since the loudspeaker, and it's being developed here at the MIT... Hi, is that Joe? I'm on my way. Hi, Joe. Hi. Apart from trying to startle me downstairs, what's the point of all of this? Well, the idea is that rather than filling a room with sound, you can put sound only where you want it. So how does this differ from the loudspeaker on my stereo system? Well, the loudspeaker on your stereo makes sound that spreads very quickly, filling a room with sound. 
This, in contrast, makes a very narrow beam of sound that you can shine like a light. Normal sound is rather like a light bulb flooding a room. What Joe has done is extraordinary, making sound that's more like a spotlight. He makes use of high-frequency ultrasound waves beyond our hearing, which travel in straight lines. The ultrasound transmits audible sound in a long, thin beam, which can project the sound up to 200 meters. Occasionally, I'll whisper in someone's ear uh, from several stories up. Or when we have uh, meetings and functions down in our lobby, uh, we have caterers walking around with dishes in their arms, so I'll make smashing glass sounds appear by their feet, and they look, smashing glass sounds appear by their feet, and they look around like there's something dropped. To show just how directional it is, we're testing out the audio spotlight in this large space. Now, because you can't actually see a sound beam, we've attached a laser pointer to the audio spotlight. And as it moves across the wall, that's exactly where the sound beam is hitting. So in a minute now, I'm going to move it across the wall and pass the camera so you should be able to hear the music or Mozart really loudly at home. So wait for it. It sounds tinny compared to normal hi-fi quality sound because Joe is still perfecting the bass. The beam is extremely narrow, just half a meter wide. Joe first had the idea for the audio spotlight when he was just a student. Well, I had been a loudspeaker engineer since high school, engineer since high school, and I was always very frustrated with the inability of a loudspeaker to control where your sound was. Um, so I had the idea of using interacting ultrasound beams. What Joe does first is combine the music with ultrasound. This recreates the complex wave patterns of the music at a much higher frequency that can't be heard. He uses a specially designed speaker to send out this high-frequency ultrasound beam. Physical properties of the air then distort the beam, producing a range of frequencies, including audible sound. Because Joe knows exactly how much distortion the air causes, he can predict how to combine the music with the ultrasound to get the music out again. The possibilities for its applications are almost endless. So, for example, in a museum, if you're standing in front of a painting, you may want to hear something about that painting, disturb people who are standing at other paintings. The sound beam can't cover very long distances yet, but once perfected, it could be used to pick out just one person in the crowd, a personal message system in public places like airports and stations, or even a personal speaker for music. Maybe someday we'll be able to travel on the plane without having to use headphones. You already have your own personal light source and your own personal air source. Why not your own personal sound source right above your head? If the audio spotlight catches on, it could transform everyday life, bringing peace and quiet to otherwise noisy places. But sometimes we don't always want that. Joe, over here! Well, if you want to have your own private party, the Audio Spotlight could be beaming sound direct to you, too, in the next couple of years. Not Chip Harris, not the guy in Atlanta, not that guy, whatever you like. Hey, no, not him. Talking about TIs, targeted individuals. Yes, you. Yes, me. Anyone else out there. They seem to be a threat in, in the system.
I believe what Dr. Kava was really trying to say, maybe it isn't per se the white man, but a system that is in place that hampers our real true ability to, I guess, be free in some cases, independent, and walk about, walk about freely as humans should be. But we're in a system, a corporation, U.S. to be exact, where we are tied down to uh, strings of sorts. But still in all, uh, this is coming out of a conscious awakening where you can actually look this up yourself. Uh, there's one individual that I definitely want you to look at or research, Dr. James Giordano. He's a neurologist uh, with a dark company, D-A-R-P-A, DARPA, I believe, if I think I'm saying it right. That's correct. Um, That's correct. Uh, and again, they're using the electronic uh, telepathic uh, microwave signals to, again, uh, from what I'm reading, uh, they're stating uh, misuse microwaves to influence people's bodies, even the brain. Uh, they can in introduce pain everywhere in the body and illness, even heart attacks. So, you know, someone that's healthy, especially those that are in the particular field of biochemistry, <laughs> and they're just falling out from heart attacks. Maybe this may be the reason. Uh, again, reading back into it, heart attacks and every form of cancer. I remember that one uh, journalist out in, I believe, Russia, where they injected his ass with some form of cancer where it ate him up less than 48 hours. No, fact. Okay, uh, they can control your mind by reading your thoughts, changing them, spying on your memory, change or reset it. They can remote control a human totally without the targeted individual knowing about it. It can be used to tap into your optical nerve and auditory systems to see and hear what you are seeing and hearing. It can target particular people by engaging in individual specific attacks all done through the target's individual DNA renaissance. According to whistleblowers, this technology is so advanced that it can be used to read your mind, program your mind with thoughts that you would believe are your own and introduce emotional states in you, including pain, hate, in fear. Again, if you can research Dr. James Giordano, uh, he gives a speech, I believe, back in 2014, uh, particularly speaking about the brain is the future battle race. Uh, assessment technology, interventional technology, comedic and non-comedic. I believe um, some of this information is coming from the site. I didn't get to research it myself, but I plan on. www.biggerthansnowden.com. Everyone knows Snowden, the guy that defected the country and protected his well-being so he wouldn't be like any of those other before him, bringing out the truth of what the country is actually doing to you, me, and the likelihood of this country. And again, that is www.biggerthansnowden, S-N-O-W, 
D-E-N.com. Uh, do yourself some due diligence. Start looking shit up. All right, so I don't normally do this, but since we are on the topic of traumatic syndromes and you know uh, TIs targeted individuals and you know behavior patterns and you know of the of the same likelihood, I guess so to speak. I'm going to point someone out. I normally don't do this, but I'm going to call them out by name. If you're familiar with, and I actually found this on the media website, uh, how you normally do three hours at a time, just flicking the goddamn phone up with your goddamn thumb. My goddamn thumb should be like, should pick up a goddamn, be able to pick up a building by now. I just scroll so much. But I found this on, and I'm pretty sure you have to, we all do the same thing. We all got the same phone. We all got the same app. And I'm pretty sure you've seen it as well. Um, but in this particular case, uh, Jesse, hilarious underscore official is the person that I'm pointing out tonight on the show. And her near fatal accident that was actually caught live on her, well, she she's a comedian first. Let me let me say that. Let me state and jump back. I I, I, I digress. Um, she is a social media comedian. Um, her forte in this particular case is ratchet comedy, basically. Um, if you're if you're haven't really outgrown yourself. Or the ratchetness, you know, that we kind of like ourselves grew up in a little bit, and, you know, kind of like for those that bust the shoulders off and dust the shoulders off and shit of that shit, you know, coming to a being and know themselves and coming to a higher self, you know, you ain't really doing, you ain't really doing a ratchet shit. You can jump into some ratchet shit if, if somebody, you know, push your button, but you, you, ain't, you ain't in no ratchet shit. But some make a living off being ratchet. In this particular case, Jesse, I'm sorry, Jess Hilarious underscore official damn near died uh, not too long ago on a live taping and she was actually twerking. As the ladies love to do, twerking outside of a car vehicle with the door swung wide open. And in doing these twerking moves, Miss Time, the bus arrival for which was behind him, and just as she finished her last butt pump, <laughs> she jumped in the vehicle. And as she jumped in the vehicle, the bus scraped or grabbed the door as she was basically jumping in at the same time. Good thing the bus driver was able to do just that slight of damage uh, to the lady. Uh, But in this case, purely poor judgment uh, was being 
this is demonstrated on live camera for the likes of no more than likes or viewing in the case of acting silly or ratchet in this case as just hilarious dot official does but in doing so she done to kill herself putting herself definitely in harm's way she has a little kid he definitely would have took the loss of that because if you go to her page, you can see the connection between her and her son are definitely some of the most loving uh, videos that you can see. And, and, and again, he's a real smart individual. But in this case, whoever is with her during that time, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure whoever's holding the camera has to be a publicist. Or any person in that case, I'm not. I'm not sure what what the correct political title is, manager, or whoever it is that helps you along the way of helping you, you know, maintain, you know, your stability in the field that you chose. She's not getting a good. She's not getting the the better of the great advice that one should be getting in a said unquote quote media status star basically i guess I don't, I don't know what to say but still she has a huge following but all of that was almost taken at a loss from doing something so ill will so stupid at the time where it just didn't need to be done there's definitely safer places to be twerking <laughs> in any cases especially not in the middle of the road um, I'm not sure what particular city this is, and but there is, and she ha- doesn't have it on her page at all. Doesn't have it on her page, but you can find it at. And I did a little digging. I did, I did a, little, a little more digging. Uh, I seen it on um, um, Ball something, one of those social media joints. But as they're showing the video, you can see where the actual person name who has this video. Their name is Blame It On K. I'm for, I'm for sure if you're familiar with ratchetness, then you are familiar with Blame It On K. K is the epitome. And I want to make sure I got that word right and said it right tonight. But the epitome, perfect example. And if you want to look this word up, because I'm kind of like reading the dictionary right now. Epitome, by definition, is, again, the perfect example, particular quality or type of a person, epitome. In this case, he is the epitome of a black gay male. Blame it on K. Please do yourself, if you're into this, I'm just only bringing it up because, again, I, 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 like, I like Jess, to be honest with you. I'm on her page all the time, telling her all the time, girl, I tell your ass up. Or, you know, come on over here. He ain't hitting that right. I say it all the time on the page. Wow. Capital letters. She's a beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. But again, the people that she's surrounding herself are not definitely giving her the, the right advice. Um, especially at that time and moment. There's no way in hell that the, she should be jumping out in the middle of the damn street and the height of traffic twerking for views and likes at no venture point in time should you be doing something of that nature 
you haven't practiced enough to even be to fall down accurately without hurting yourself. And now you're trying to use your judgment and distance between you and said vehicle where you can do these certain moves in a, a, a quote unquote amount of time before the actual bus pulls up. Misjudgment all the way, damn near fatal. Please, someone tag her <laughs> in this video as we will be doing the repost uh, on all of those social networks that I did, include Spotify and the whole nine. Uh, let her know that uh, maybe her camp isn't as tight as she would like. Uh, she does have a discussion on YouTube. If you want to check that out, I'm not really into that, but still in all reckless discussions where they do some of the most ratchetest questions that one can even produce in a show. So if you're into that, maybe that's your thing, especially if you're into the RHOA show. I know if you're into that, this is for sure your thing. This goes hand in hand. Left one hand washes the other. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, let's try to start making better sound decisions uh, in any act that we take up on do our, during our lives on breathing on this planet. You know, uh, again, uh, just the 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 ability to wake up in a new day is the blessing that is one should be given thanks to properly at that time. And then you go about your day and you try to make the right decisions. But again, not for the likelihood of getting yourself killed or damn near killed or, you know, embarrassing yourself to the point of, you know, you don't even want to come outside. You can't even get on the, 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 the social media site like you used to and act a damn fool because your foolishness never got you killed. You know, so what are you going to do now? Because everybody thinking now you're going to damn near get yourself killed again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Doing something silly. So, you know, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I don't know how you feel about it, but, you know, we just impose a few things upon you. Now, with that, we want to end tonight's show with a few things of discovery. Um, one that I want to pull up right now is just some basic phrases or basic wordings for beginners in Waswahili. Uh, Swahili, commonly known as phrases for beginners. We want to just touch on maybe one or two. Uh, hujambo. Hujambo. I meant to open the uh, show tonight with that particular um, word itself. But it's okay. We're able to produce it now for you. So again, when you see a brother in passing, you see a sister in passing, if you can remember, Humjambo means hello. Habari Gani is how are you? Sijambo means I am fine, if you want to reciprocate and respond. Asante means thank you. And with that, we're going to end tonight's show. We want to thank you all for tuning in tonight as it has been a lovely honor, again, just speaking 
into the microphone to those faithful listeners. And again, for those that's tuning in for the first time, we want to thank you as well. But it has been a most honor uh, coming on the show tonight, speaking to you all. I want to thank you all the listeners, as I'm doing now, to the show. Again, for listening, brother, to Make Me Free. Shout out to our producer, Sydney Ashby, where you can tune in next week, Sunday at 10 p.m. to 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. You're listening to the show again on the segment of On The Wake Up Radio. And you can find all of our information on those social media sites. Again, Google, Apple Products, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and our own, very own, otw2.com. And again, free speech friendly. Tune in next week if you can. Same time, same channel. And until we hear from you again, or be again, peace. Thank you again for tuning in to On The Wake Up Radio. This is your host, Joel G. We also want to bring into light the weekend event that is coming up here in Las Vegas. And if you're able to attend and you're out in the area, please do. Uh, but we're introducing the vegan wonderland of Las Vegas. Uh, which will be will producing vendors of all sorts. Uh, they have a few reserved spots that you can probably actually pick up on now. Uh, if you go to the website of www.veganwonderland.com, um, they're where they're accepting vendor applications. But uh, in spite of that, they have a slew of restaurants and people that are actually going to be coming out. So if you're able to, you might want to do so because this is going to be one of those events that you don't want to miss in particular. Um, the headliner of that night will be the Funk Band. Uh, funk Band is a real popular uh, band out here in the Las Vegas area. And as well, Off the Vine will be one of the main uh, restaurants out there alongside of Thrilling Foods. Uh, I believe Wild the Fia, which is a candle company, uh, they have the Yakizi Zen Kitchen, uh, very tasteful. And then Herbs Kitchen will be there as well, prone to plants, trail balls, uh, just to name a few. So if you're able to come out, and again, Little Batty Bakery, and then Soul Delicious as a soul food seasoning um, with, again, CBD infused infused seasoning seasonings along with non-gmo uh, seasonings as well along of course the regular seasoning for those of your liking and choosing so if you're, again if you're able to come it'll be at the artisanal foods las vegas area that'll be 4860 eastern and tropicana and again saturday january 29 2022 11 to 6 p.m so if you're able to come up come out if we can pop up market uh, you're more than welcome to, to attend a free event all day long. And again, bands, spoken word, artists, uh, I believe they try to get a comedian uh, and then maybe a magician. But still in all, it's going to be a fun time. So if you're ready to come in, enjoy the festivities, please do. I'll be out there myself firsthand alongside on the Wake Up Radio where we'll be doing uh, interviews to some of the patrons as well as the business owners. Uh, we'll be talking to the artisanal food uh, uh grocery store owner themselves and we'll also be talking to the host uh that's given this again that'll be chef william henry uh, chef william henry william henry is a gourmet chef out here in las vegas doing really big things uh catching on fire now so if you're able to catch him 
out here in any of the various pop-up markets, uh, we encourage you to do so. Uh, beyond that, uh, you want to, uh, if you are into uh, coming out to Vegas, uh, leave a, uh, some information on our website. Uh, we always answer our emails, uh, most definitely. So if, you have a, if you have a question to impose on tonight's show or any show in particular, uh, please do not hesitate uh, as we are here willing to answer any and all questions. And again, that is on the wake up at gmail.com. And again, we want to tune out, tune in, and relax. Until then, peace. I'm so in love with you. So. Today, I talked to Crumb Snatcher at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come listen to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com. And I'm glad I could always capture your attention. Have a beautiful day and enjoy the show. On the Wake Up Radio presents the hour. Surprise when you send your children to be raised by Caesar and they come back as Romans. Crumb TV. Find a solution to a problem whose answer you already know. The hour. Catch replays on otwtube.com. Lord individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy Ashwin On the wake up. Just get your body to move Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah Just get your body to move Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Let on the wake up play Won't stop till they hear what we say, yeah Let on the wake up play Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Just get your body to move Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah otwtube.com uncensored free speech platform